Ryan Hockensmith, you recently were granted a first-person interview. It's a rarity these days with an NFL quarterback, in this case, Gardner Minshew. Well, that's the thing. I was even surprised they agreed to do this interview because, like, what NFL potential starter is willing to spend an hour with a reporter anymore? It's right. just forget about it. Right. Wait, you you want to talk to who? You can have four minutes while he walks to his locker. That's kind right. of what. Right. So many of us have been following for the last several years Minshew mania. We've all been following it. He's got this cult following, which transcends, you might argue, even his stature as a football player. But you're having lunch with him in Indianapolis. And, you know, it's it's a nice city, but I don't think of it as kind of the ultimate romantic spot. Yeah, Jeremy, I think we usually call these a cold open, right? This is a spicy, warm open. Because I had a, just an incredible lunch with Gardner Minshew talking about his life. What you gonna get, man? I want to hear what you're getting first, and then I'll... Dude, I'm thinking I'm going to get that grilled fisherman's catch. A little salmon, lobster, shrimp, okay. scallops with some rice. He's sitting there with his back to this couple on a Wednesday afternoon. They're drinking, hanging out, having a good time, and then the, the, the making out began. Wait a second. Making out right there? The couple behind you guys? I mean, I work for Disney, so I was like, oh, my God, like, this is, uh, <laughs> this can't be happening, can it? And I I honestly had a millisecond where I was like, I wonder if the Colts and ESPN were like, let's do a hidden camera prank. <laughs> Minshew has a vibe about him, just very easygoing. I don't know if he attracts He's a human it. aphrodisiac, is that what you're saying? I don't know. From all different walks of life, he attracts people. People like being around him. Does sometimes it lead to kissing in the background? I think it does. He is a captivating person. And I, if you ask me, why do people like Gardner Minshew so much? I can't quite put my finger on it. But maybe the vibes just, they go out into the universe and this kind of thing happens. I wanted to spend time with him because he's led a wild life. And here he go. He's still going. You know, it's a very good chance at the end of August we find out that he's the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And when we think about why people like him, why there have been multiple Minshew manias, it's because he's like the ultimate underdog. If you meet him, you want him to do well. You want him in your life. You know, he has that vibe. Journeymen quarterbacks don't typically merit long, in-depth profiles from national reporters, nor for that matter, from this show. But very little about Gardner Minshew is typical. With his handlebar mustache, emotions all over his sleeves, and his propensity to fashion unexpected magic off the bench, Minshew has become a walking NFL meme. The internet is always eager for another round of Minshew mania. So today, Ryan Hockensmith tells us about his lunch with Gardner, which unearthed even more surprising details about the Colts quarterback and how a viral hug explains the passion that drives and defines Gardner Minshew II. I'm Jeremy Schaap. It's Thursday, July 27th. This is ESPN Daily.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So, what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Ryan, Minshew mania, it's rooted in this mystique, this aura, that there's something different about Gardner Minshew. Have you been able to put your finger on it? I think it's like 10 different things. One is facial hair. He always has interesting facial hair. He's got the full mustache, kind of a goatee thing going, which he played with. He played with, he would ponder things at lunch where he was playing with his facial hair. I think a long hair mustache is a little too much at times. I'll get tired of the beard at some point, probably get back to mustache. Last year, I was really big into my chops, had some wild chops, you know. And he is a super smart guy that sort of, there's a very Matthew McConaughey. I use that word in the story. There's a Matthew McConaughey vibe where sometimes Matthew McConaughey will say something. You'll be like, yeah. And then a minute later, you'll be like, wait a second. That was just a word salad. And so there's a little bit about the way he looks. He's a good looking dude. He smiles a lot. And then when he opens his mouth, it just seems like gold is pouring out of it. And so you throw all of that together and you see him play a great game. You're like, yep, I'm buying a fake mustache. I'm in. He first came to the attention of most of us five years ago, playing at Washington State for Mike Leach. But even getting there, getting to Pullman, that was a tortuous path. So, so where does Minshew mania, where does it really start? Where was it ignited? Well, he grew up in Brandon, Mississippi. His mom was a D1 basketball player and his dad had played Division three football. So he had a lot of athleticism, but he didn't have... He's not huge. He doesn't have a huge arm, not an incredible runner, but he was just always a good, hard-nosed athlete, and he became a quarterback, and he was quite good in high school. But um, he ended up going to a community college for a year. He won a national title there. But, man, they were just struggling to get offers. Hmm. His parents, especially his dad, were getting pretty frustrated because they saw in him that he could do this, and no, no, nobody else had come around to that idea yet. After transferring from Northwest Mississippi Community College, he went to Troy for the spring, uh, didn't work out there, and then immediately transferred to East Carolina. And he was excited because they allowed him an opportunity to come in and redshirt, learn the system, uh, mature for a year. But almost immediately, they had some injury issues, quarterback problems, and they asked him to step into the starting lineup. And he did not, absolutely did not want to do that. So this is 2016. He's played junior college, didn't work out at Troy. He's at East Carolina, and they want him to be their starting quarterback, and he doesn't want to be. Why? He wanted to take that year and kind of get acquainted with Division I football. 
And he liked the idea of just sitting on the bench, learning how things work and try to get better. And man, he reacted really badly when they asked him to, to step in. How'd you feel about that? Oh, I was bummed, man. But yeah, you also, you also probably were excited to get be playing. Yeah, right? but he's back the next week. So that's when I tried to break my own hand. Oh my God. Wait, is, is he saying he tried to break his own hand? In this act of desperation, he got really drunk and he decided to get a hammer out of his toolkit and he was going to break his right hand. Dude, I was thinking, uh, like, how can I get my right shirt back? How can I play more football? And, and so, yeah, I started Googling, looking at all the NCAA, you know, eligibility rules and everything. If you only played a certain amount of games, then you're eligible for it. And he even called his dad and a friend and said, hey, they're making me pull my red shirt. I called my dad, told him what I was going to do. Called my buddy Houston Smith. He's like my best friend back home. Didn't like, they yell they at you? Talk, they weren't going to talk me out of it at that point. Like, What'd your dad say? Didn't he at least try? Like, he, he knows me. Like, that's what was cool. It's like, neither of them really tried. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, right. So, so we're talking about a guy who's dreamed his whole life of being a quarterback, who's getting an opportunity now to start in D1. And he responds by trying to destroy the most essential part of his body for doing that job and completing this dream. It was a terrible plan, Jeremy. It was not. It was, and he, he, you are he, a master of understatements. He acknowledged that to me. Um, he starts showing me how he did this, the technique of using this hammer on his hand. How long was the whole thing? Five minutes? Probably, just probably 10, man, because, like, I, I took, like, three swings with a hammer at a time. So, one, two, three. Yeah, I take a break. Did it again. And then I tried to pinky, <laughs> which that was the craziest. <laughs> he was slamming his hand down on his other hand, and it was jarring just to watch a simulation of it. If you right now could talk to your younger self, what would you have, what would you have said? Uh, try to get a hamstring, probably, you know, because you can just look, say, say you can always say you have a hurt hamstring. How did he not break his hand? It seems impossible. You know, he said there's this part of his brain, probably all of our brains, where we're just like, you know what? I don't know if this is the best idea. You know, this this hurts. And so he thinks he kind of pulled his punches when he was slamming that hammer down on his hand. I, I, that's just, I'm trying to think. That's like, it's like if, if Van Gogh, instead of cutting off his ear, had cut off his painting hand. <laughs> you know, it's like, what, what is going on? I'm trying to think of any other parallels in sports that I've ever heard of. And frankly, nothing comes to mind, uh, Ryan. So, so you're sitting there. He's showing you what it was like when he was trying to destroy his career at East Carolina. Where did he go from there after, after he did this? I guess he didn't play. So he did play. He played some games, um, started two games. It was, uh, it was off and on. And when he came back for his, the next year, he, they had a transfer from Duke come in and they battled for the starting job. They bring in grad transfer, Thomas Sark, who's with Coach Mo at Duke. We battled out. I won the job. Feeling good. Team captain, all that, you know. But, um... 
Spent a lot of time looking over my shoulder, like afraid of getting pulled. This is a crucial moment. He's in the lineup. Uh, it's what he always wanted. And he struggled the first half of the first game. And the coaches came in in the locker room at halftime and said, we're pulling you. We're going with the, with the other guy. It broke his heart. It broke his heart because the faith in him was so, I mean, it was an hour and a half that they invested in this guy. It yanked all of the belief right out of his body. And at, it was around that time when he decided that I'm going to play this season, I'm going to play it hard, but I, I'm going to leave. And so he graduated early and he thought he would have a lot of options because of that to, to be a grad transfer. And nobody saw it. He was sitting there waiting for phone calls and he didn't get any, he didn't get any. And it was yet another moment of him thinking like, well, I wonder if, wonder if it's over. And that's when he got a, a call and he looked at his cell phone and it, it was a Tuscaloosa area code and it was Nick Saban himself. He said, I have two quarterbacks already. We got Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Hurts, but I like what you bring to the table. I like what I've seen on film from you, I think you would be a really good influence in the quarterback room. Worst case scenario, you come here, you're our number three quarterback, you don't play, but you could launch your coaching career here. Come come be a part of this program. And so his his hopes were lifted. He liked that idea. He wants to be a coach anyway. So he's, he hung up the phone really excited about potentially joining the Alabama Crimson Tide that day. Now, we were all watching a lot of Alabama football at this time. They were Alabama football. And we remember Jalen Hurts coming out of that national championship game, Tua Tungavailoa coming in, leading the team to victory. I don't remember a third-string quarterback by the name of Gardner Minshew, and I think I would. So there's more to this story, Ryan? Yeah, the one and only Mike Leach called, and uh, they had a great conversation. And he didn't think that Gardner Minshew was a number three quarterback. He was thought he was a number one quarterback. And he punctuated this very positive phone call by saying, do you want to hold a freaking clipboard next year? Or do you want to come to Washington State and lead the nation in passing? The famous quote is, do you want to come lead the nation in passing? But the first part of that was, do you want to hold a clipboard, do you hold a clipboard in Alabama? Yeah. That's literally what he said. You must have been ready to run through Immediately, I said, yeah. You said, yeah. Do you remember where? So this guy who wasn't starting at East Carolina, he's got Nick Saban on line one, and then he's got Mike Leach out on line two, all the way out in Pullman. How does that happen? His dad actually got pretty frustrated talking about this because he said that, you know, Gardner had played at East Carolina, which is a, a legit school. It's on TV, and people watched him play, so you could see his skills. But they got nothing, nothing, nothing. And then Nick Saban calls. And the minute mm. he hung up that phone with Nick Saban, it got around and all of a sudden the floodgates opened and they got all sorts of calls. So beyond knowing that Nick Saban was interested, what did Mike Leach see that suggested to him, oh yeah, you're going to lead the nation in passing? Well, Minshew had played in the air raid system his whole high school career and had worked out with Hal Mummy who also put in a good word with with Leach, which was uh, 
that opened the door for sure. And if Hal Mummy is vouching for him, that's good enough for Mike Leach. Hal Mummy had been his head coach at Iowa Wesleyan, at Valdosta State, at Kentucky. They were the air raid offense together. Yeah, that was like the easy pass lane at that point. When Hal Mummy said, hey, this kid can play, he's a great distributor. It was like, okay, next thing you know, Leach is swearing on the phone, <laughs> making an offer. When we come back, Minshew Mania lands in eastern Washington. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. All right, Ryan. So Gardner Minshew has said no to Nick Saban, and he has said yes instead to Mike Leach. So he goes to Pullman, Washington to play for Washington State, to play for Leach, who is this legendary figure in the college game, this innovator, iconoclast, a true original. What was Minshew's experience with Leach? What was it like? Well, so publicly, Mike Leach was like, yeah, we got quite a quarterback battle going on here and like giving no indication that Minshew was going to be the starter. But behind closed doors, he was just like, oh, I love having fun with the media. You're our guy. Mm. You're the guy, man. You're going to lead the nation in passing. He's saying this. But he did have this moment where he's like, can you just say it public? Can we just like make this official somewhere? And finally, the week of the first game or 10 days before the first game, Leach announced like publicly, yes, Gardner Minshew's our guy. They take the field that first game and Minshew doesn't play great. Pressure for Wyoming. Here comes a blitz. Minshew forces it, and it's picked. Antonio Ho. And he starts to panic because it wasn't that long ago that he played a bad first half in his first game, and the coaches bailed on him. And so on, on the way into the locker room, Minshew describes this funny scene of like kind of lagging back behind Leach, being like, oh, I got I to gotta find out what's going to happen after this. I was like, Coach, am I going back out? And he just looked at me. Like, I just said the dumbest thing ever. He's like, yeah. And, like, I don't know. Since then, just never looked back, you know. He said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. 
you're our starting quarterback. Of course, you're going back out there. So Minshew came back big in the second half, and they ended up beating Wyoming that game, and it launched Washington State. Minshew to throw. Takes a shot to the end zone for Winston. He got it. Touchdown, Washington State. Minshew can stand like a statue and deliver to a wide open Calvin Jackson to the pylon. Another touchdown. He did end up leading the nation in passing. He finished fifth in the Heisman. He's got five 400-yard passing games, number one in college football. They went on this incredible 11-2 run. This was not an 11-2 team. No one saw this coming. Minshew looking for touchdown pass number seven. And there's your record. The most touchdown passes ever thrown in a single game by a Wazoo quarterback. This ride was so unexpected with an unexpected guy that Minshew mania part one had begun. Minshew mania, the mustache sensation has taken over Pullman. And it swept uh, Washington State to one of their best seasons they've ever had. Washington State beats the Ducks and the fans rush the field. It's a storm of crimson. So he's rewarded Mike Leach's faith in him and then some. And we know Mike Leach tragically died last year as the head coach at Mississippi State from a heart condition. That relationship, what did it mean to Gardner Minshew? Well, this is the, forget football for a second. It's such a very human thing. We've all had a moment in our life where we get passed over for a promotion or we a relationship doesn't work out and our belief starts to wane a little bit. And when Leach, somebody of that stature said to him, no, 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 I see it. I see it and you're going to see it too. It 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 rekindled something for him that uh to this day, you know, to this day we we see it in him. So now finally Gardner Minshew's college experience four different schools, not including Alabama where he almost went is over. He's finished 5th in the Heisman race and, and now the NFL beckons. Yeah, he was he was he thought he could play in the NFL, but he was not a guy that was getting flown in by a lot of teams. So his confidence, uh, it, it wavered a little bit. He was still wondering, man, eh, maybe I'm going to end up coaching a year from now. But Mike Leach was one of the guys that said to him, no, 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 you you can play in the NFL. I don't know what your role will be, but you, you have the talent. And I'm going to call people and tell them that. And so Leach was one of his biggest advocates. And sure enough, you know, the Jags ended up taking him in the sixth round. And uh, man, they showed me video of the Minshew house the day he was drafted, and it was a lot of shirtless dudes in jean shorts, no shirts, dancing. And uh, his dad said to me, you know, if ESPN had had cameras at our house, they'd still be playing that footage every draft and being like, look at what can happen. Tune in tomorrow. You never know what's going to happen on the last day of the draft. What is it like for him as a rookie in the NFL? Well, the Jags had signed Nick Foles, if you recall. He was going to be their starting quarterback. 12 plays into the first game, Nick Foles gets injured and is out for a while. And Minshew comes in. Mike Leach basically said, hey, you want to lead the country in passing? Minshew, deep ball, separation, DJ charge. Minshew, sensing the pressure, gets out of there. Minshew throwing for the touchdown, D.D. Westbrook. Minshew has got a presence. 
They go two and two, but like this is the most miraculous two and two in NFL history. The Jaguars were were just absolutely woeful that year. But Minshew came in, led a couple of really inspiring comeback wins. Minshew hanging in there. Dodging tacklers now. Throws end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Minshew magic. And the Jaguars beat the Broncos. Ending Denver its eighth consecutive loss. He had the mustache. People already knew him from Minshew Mania Part 1, right? So all of a sudden, people are buying fake mustaches in Jacksonville again. And mm. there's something about him. You just want him to win. It's 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 not his athletic skills. There's something about him that makes us excited and, want, and cheer for him. Well, I remember it this time too, right? The name itself, right? Like, what is a Minshew? Yeah. Like, I've never heard of a Minshew. I've never met a Minshew. I don't think I've ever known anybody whose first name was Gardner either. <laughs> you know, you got to have the name too. It is a cool name. Absolutely. If his name was Mike Smith, I don't, th- there's no Mike Smith mania, right? Like, right. there's something about, right. and his name is so funny. It's like, they talked, they thought about naming him Beowulf Minshew. His name is, his actual name. <laughs> no, league. they didn't. No, they did, absolutely. And his mom was like, no. But they still named him Gardner Flint Minshew II. Wait, now, I, now I feel like this piece should have been about his parents. Oh, his, his parents are such characters. There's some love there that is just like, I'd like to bottle it up and, and introduce it at my house. <laughs> so Minshew plays so well in 2019. Jacksonville trades Nick Foles. They make Minshew the starter. But in 2020... Jaguars aren't good. Minshew gets hurt. They end up having the worst record in the league, which entitles them to the first overall pick, which they use, obviously, on Trevor Lawrence in the 2021 draft. And now Gardner Minshew, again, for like the 35th time in his story, is out of a job. But he lands in Philly, backing up Jalen Hurts, which is what he would have been doing in Alabama if he had gone there instead of Washington State. And this moment puts him in a position, gives rise to what we might call Minshew Mania the Third. Right, Ryan? I don't know if I call it Minshew Mania the Third. I call it Minshew Mania 2.5 or 2.8, <laughs> something like that. We'll round, let's just round it up to Minshew Mania 3. But Minshew Mania 3-ish. Uh, was Eagles at Jets 2021. It's a late season game. The Eagles were five and seven. Jalen Hurts was the starting quarterback. No question about that. But he had an ankle injury. And so so Minshew started that game. And he has a, almost a perfect game. Minshew taking a deep shot for Goddard. He's open. He's got it. And he's got a touchdown. The 36-yard score. And Minshew all he goes 20 out of 25, 242 yards, two touchdowns. Minshew, Goddard's wide open, and Goddard has another touchdown. It saves their season and gets them eventually into the playoffs. And when you think about the Eagles, where they're at, I mean, they sit atop the NFL right now, right? Like, they've had this rise over the last couple of years. It was important for them to end on a high note and get into the playoffs, and after the game, that is, that's when the hug happened. This hug that he had with his dad was caught on camera in the darkness. 
The hug itself is like a three-act play in 30 seconds. It's this absolute jubilation of this father and son colliding and then releasing and then going back in again. And you could see, I don't know, at least five different emotions. One is just pure joy. One is just this outpouring of, uh, I have so much emotion in me, I don't know what to do with it, sort of overflowing with all of the feels. And then I actually think you can detect like a little bit of somberness in there. Like that there, a hug like this doesn't happen with without some pain that came before it. That was just a culmination of like, so much we've been through together, you know? Like he feels those lows just like I do. And he feels the highs, he probably even more, you know? So to be there, to have him there and celebrate that together, it's really cool, you know? And the last part of that, that the, the hug is there's like 10 seconds of them. They're kind of like breathing hard and exhausted, not from the 20 seconds preceding it of the hug, but kind of like the five years before mm. all kind of boiled over in this one emotion. It really does feel like you watched a movie when you watch <laughs> this 30 second hug. And now, Ryan, we're here. 2023 season is about to get underway, and Gardner Minshew finds himself in Indianapolis, that most romantic of cities in the Midwest. And the Colts, they go ahead and they take, with the fourth pick in the draft, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. He's going to be the franchise quarterback, and that could happen immediately. So Gardner Minshew, now he's been in tough spots before. I mean, he was almost named Beowulf right off the bat. How has his journey put him in position to thrive in this spot? You know, I don't know. I don't know who's going to win the job. It's it's back and forth. Nobody's really tipping their hand. But the thing we do know is that they really wanted Minshew in this quarterback room with whoever they were going to end up drafting. And they ended up picking Anthony Richardson, who has just a world of potential, but maybe is one of the more raw guys that got picked. It could very well be that Minshew starts uh, week one. The ingredients are there of like this unlikely team with this unlikely starter if it's Minshew. And if it's not, the Colts still think, they still rave about Gardner Minshew. He is the rare NFL quarterback who is going to compete his butt off to win the job. And if he doesn't, he's going to accept it and he's going to make Anthony Richardson better. And honestly, it will be a little romantic if Gardner Minshew's in there. Week one, they play, of all teams, the Jaguars, who mm. ended up kind of casting him aside when they drafted Trevor Lawrence. And he was he danced around it a little bit, but he was just like, I'd be real nice to win that one. Like, he kind of said something like that. Uh, but he's like, it's real nice to win them all, he said to me. The ingredients, it's circling, man. All of the conditions are there for potential Minshew mania again. Ryan, I don't know how you you maintained your concentration during this revealing interview, uh, considering what was going on nearby, but thank you for doing so. And thank you for having me. I'm, I'm sending you a big air hug. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Schapp. This has been ESPN Daily. We'll talk to you tomorrow.